Kent, Corso, and Catone. Listen, I think, I think, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up to Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England feel, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso. Catone is here. Joe is in the booth. You're with us on YouTube, listening to us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or wherever you podcast. And uh, listen, check us out on Twitter. Hey, we're actually being listened to live on Podbean as well. So if you want to listen live, get on Podbean and uh, Heated Hotline. Mark, they've been fantastic. 855. They've been good. 855313 Pats. Give us a call 24 7. Leave us a message. Anything's on the table. Got a good one today. <laughs> Joe tells me we have to wait to talk about coaching till we get to Heated Hotline. I don't know why. Oh, here so, we go. That sounds little, good. There's a little tickle, a little tease there. So, oh, 855, we want to pick yours. So, 855 313 7287. Got a great one today. Return of Pat's preview. We're going to be talking about that Patriots-Dolphins game tomorrow, kicking off at 1 p.m. Mark and I will have that breakdown. And, of course, along with our season prediction. So stick around for that. And you don't want to miss Catone's comments. Always a favorite. We're going to hear from one of you in the nation in heated hotline. And we're going to talk Yankees-Red Sox as they gear towards, or the Yankees at least, hopefully, gear towards the playoffs. Gentlemen, Welcome back this week. How how's our week been? Are we ready for football? Oh, it's of course we're ready. It's week one. How are we not ready? So I I decided that you know I'm gonna stay calm in this show. It's a prediction show. It's a preview show. Do we don't have to get Oh yeah, you're gonna stay calm until we break the game down. <laughs> so well then let's get started. Let's get started with our pit Pats Nation preview, our Pats preview. Joe, we ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to our Pats preview edition uh, presented by the Pats Nation, the only Patriots postgame show worth watching. Join Mark and I and Joe 30 minutes following every Patriots game for all your postgame breakdown. Hey, beginning tomorrow with the Patriots going to Miami to face the Dolphins. And, uh, you know, let's start there, obviously. Let's get into that. Mark, right off the bat, I mean, there's so much to unwrap with this one, but um, – what are your keys to victory on the from the offensive side of the ball? Offensive side of the ball, keys to victory are going to be offensive line play, and 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 it's going to be the wide receivers, and 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 I'll elaborate on that for you, Chris. But because the offensive line is going to dictate a few different things. When, 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 so, I offensive line and wide receivers are going to be the keys to the game tomorrow on that side of the ball. Well, I mean, let's go. Let's get into it because I know you have some things to talk about with Mac Jones as well, um, including maybe his frustration level heading in to this game. 
you know, yeah. but I agree with you. And I'm, yeah, I am interested to know what your breakdown is, especially of the wideouts. But let's get to the offensive line first, because you're right. That is seems to be an issue right now, doesn't it? It does. So the offensive line, Chris, listen, if they're going to win the game tomorrow, Miami has a pass rush. That's one of the things that they do well as they get, they get to the quarterback. You're going to have to run the ball to take the pressure off of Mac Jones. As you just said, he's not comfortable yet. If they're going to keep running what they ran in the preseason, he's obviously not comfortable running what they're having him run. I'm interested to see if they go back to some of their old uh, schemes that Josh McDaniels had in there more than what they were doing in preseason. But the running game, Chris, is going to be key. Are they going to run that San Francisco-style running game tomorrow, or are they going to go back to what they traditionally did with Stevenson and and with um, Harris, Are they because I think they need to. But the offensive line, especially the tackles, can they can they run the ball, Chris? Because if they can run the ball, that's going to help Jones. Because we saw in the preseason, Jones was not comfortable moving up in the pocket, moving around. He 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 made a lot of mistakes in dealing with pressure. I thought in the preseason. You know, everyone thinks he's going to take a step forward. He may, yeah. but the offensive line is going to be crucial in the running game because I think if we're going to win the game tomorrow, you're going to have to rush for 150 yards, and that's going to be predicated on the offensive line, okay? So the offensive line play is going to have to be able to get you to run the football. And then pass protection. I don't know. Is Wayne even going to play? He, he, he was limited in practice this week. I think it said his back. We don't even know if Wynn is playing. Interestingly, they bring back Marcus Cannon. Right. Supposedly, they're going to put him in the practice squad. Out of mothballs. But what does that tell you about the offensive line play, Chris? If it's they're bringing problem. him back, right? That's a huge problem. That's a problem. So you got Brown and win. What are they going to give you tomorrow? Can they can they run the ball? But more importantly, can they protect the quarterback? Because Miami is going to get at Jones. Because they realize, if you looked at the film in preseason – he was not comfortable with what they were running. So that's yeah. my first key on offense, Chris, is going to be that offensive line play and, and how much they can help him in the running game tomorrow. Well, listen, I, I agree with, with a huge part of the offensive line. I mean, you know, Flores is gone, obviously, from Miami, but the concepts are still there. You got Boyer yep. now running that defense. Um, they're a real blitz-heavy team, okay? Yep. A real, real blitz-heavy team. I think they – I think they will – like the most last year in in you know they were like 39 percent of the time bringing bringing the heat and they'll bring it from everywhere you know they'll bring it a lot they love to blitz with their defensive backs and drop linemen into coverage and things like that to try to confuse you know quarterbacks and confuse the offensive line and you know so they'll also blitz for run defense as well so if you are going to run some of that zone and by the way that's what we're going to see out of their offense is that zone running attack block to an area. Let the back choose, man. We've I, I hope we don't, see that. I no, hope I don't, we don't I, see that tomorrow. And the, yeah, because the, they're going to have a difficult enough time dealing with that blitz, those blitz packages and that rush, especially Cole strange, you know, that's who I'm in. And you mentioned the tackles and you're right. I want, you know, I, 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 I agree with everything. I don't think those two guys are bought in and I just think they're slugs. I'm, I'm sick and tired of dealing with wins act. I really am. But which is probably they are too bringing Cannon back. But the interior of that offensive line as well, Mark. I mean, if they're going to run the ball, Cole Strange is going to have a good game. 
I mean, Andrews has to have a good game. Andrews is going to have to be a leader tomorrow. And the communication, too, on the offensive front. Wouldn't that come from Andrews? It would start there. It starts with Mac Jones, then to Andrews, and then across the line. So we'll see what happens with that. But if it's going to be a hat-on-hat gap running like they did last year, they may have more success. So we'll see what Belichick wants to do. But, but mark the blitzing, the bringing heat after, after, um, after Mac Jones and his ability to diagnose what's going to be happening depending on what type of offensive style, what they're running, you know, and, and that, how they and, can and, pick it up. And that's why I also brought up the wide receivers because of that blitzing. Um, so they, the wide receiver group was visibly not comfortable running what they were running at times in the summer and in some of those preseason games. You have to think that Miami is going to make it a point to take out Devontae Parker. They're not going to let Devontae Parker beat him after they traded him to us, yeah. right? So there's right. so let's put in your head that Devontae Parker is going to be a non-factor tomorrow. They're going to take they're going to take him out of the game because of all people, they're not going to let him beat you. That means Bourne, Aguilar, and Myers are going to have to have big games. If Myers and plays, I, if I, Myers I, plays, I don't know, but Bourne is going to have to really come up big in the slot and in because I think it's going to be one of those five, seven, 12 yard reception games where you run the ball, create short yarded situations, short, quick passes, get Jones off the spot. Let him, sh- let, you, you, you got to get him quick. And, and I think, so I think it's going to be important. The wide receivers are going to be a key, especially born Aguilar. He does what he does, but I don't think Parker will be a factor. If Myers don't play born, is going to be key. He's going to have to get 10, 12 balls thrown to him. And the tight ends are going to be key. Can they figure out a way to get John Smith off? But the wide receiver group is going to be extremely important tomorrow to this game plan, I think, because I think you're going to have to go back to, because of the blitzing, Chris, you're going to have to go back to a lot of what Josh McDaniels used to do with the short, quick reads. I don't think you can put in that West Coast style passing game tomorrow, yeah. especially number one because you were uncomfortable doing it all summer. But because of the type of defense that you mentioned, Miami's going to put in place tomorrow against you. Well, and the other thing too, when we talk about Myers, see Myers is a big deal tomorrow if he doesn't play because you know that matchup between he and uh, Needham that corner. Um, look, Myers is is it he's emerged as Joan Mac Jones' go to guy, right? Yeah. And so the way he the way he plays against that Needham, that corner they have, with blitzing, you have man coverage. And so Miami plays a ton of man. So in order to, you know, in order to beat that, how's Mac Jones beating that blitz package? Fine, but how's he also diagnosing the man coverage with the blitzing to go with it? How's Jacoby Myers going to do in read routes, the tap on the helmet? You know, that's his guy. So you better hope he plays. So that to me, that's a big deal. Is I see how these receivers are going to be able to get off cut, get off press, you know, hand fight at the line of scrimmage. And is Mac Jones going to be allowed? And I heard this this week because they didn't, you know, he didn't have any checks at the line in the preseason. I'm sure that was by design. But is he going to be allowed to walk up to that line, that that under center or in the in the gun, and 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 check out of things, check the things he's comfortable with, especially against that that blitz package? I don't know, Mark. 
I mean, well, I'm I mean, so. listen, year depends two depends on who, how it's coming in off the field. And we're going to get to that evidently, Joe. Right? We're going to listen, to listen, though. Field, but, but but year two, year two, supposedly had a great understanding of the offense. Yeah, you're going to have to allow him to make that those decisions, Chris, at the line and make those reads. Because if you don't, you're going to get crushed. You, right. you have to allow him to be able to do that. Because if he sees something and he doesn't check out of it. You're, not, you're going to be spinning your wheels all afternoon. Yeah. And as soon as Miami figures out that he's not checking out of things, yep. well, that's that's a, that's a recipe for disaster, right? But you mentioned man-to-man. You're going to get a lot of man-to-man coverage. Jesus, I wish Thornton was available tomorrow because yeah. I think that would have been a game, Chris, that he could have broke free deep. I think he would have been there. In the type of defense that Miami plays – you could have really used Thornton. Maybe Aguilar can step up tomorrow. But, oh, I wish Thornton was on the field, Chris. Yeah, I do too. And Ty Montgomery as well because he, you know, Montgomery come, come too. across in yeah. motion. And, Montgomery and too. Those, because against man, you can run a lot of rub routes. So yeah. you can take a lot of receivers, rub rub the two, you know, those picks. So what does that mean, Chris, rub routes? Because you're talking – people it's don't like, know what that means, rub routes. Like a, well, everybody knows what a pick play is, right? Everybody knows what a pick play. You know, yeah. the re- receiver comes out, picks off the man that's supposed to take care of a motion guy or but those are the rub routes. So you can open free up a guy like Ty Montgomery. So we're going to miss that tomorrow. We'll see if strong could do it. We'll see if JJ well, I was just going to say, dude, who's, who's going to be out of the backfield tomorrow on third down. That's going to be interesting to I, see. I right? mean, if they bring up JJ Taylor or, you know, somebody like that, then, you know, a strong, so Is strong on the active roster though. I mean, he made the team. He made okay. the, the, the 53. Okay. So, you know, so we'll, 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 we'll see. Active. And 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 we'll get to the defense in a second, but make sure you take a look at Parker versus Howard. I mean, that's the matchup: Xavier yeah. Howard versus Devontae Parker coming home. Parker. That's going why home I'm going to gonna say. That's why I'm saying Parker may be a non non factor tomorrow just because of Howard. I don't know. I think he's going to have a decent game. I All do. Right. I think he's going because I think he can get off press coverage. They're going to force them to have to go back to the zone. I mean, we'll see. We'll get to our predictions in a second. So, yeah, look, it's a go. It's going to be tough. Flat Flores defense is always difficult, right? So, and it's not Flores, right? And you brought no, that up at the beginning. No, but it's still his defense. It's still yeah. his defense. So, but now, can he manage? Can this? Can Boyer manage it the way Flores did? I don't think he can manage it the way Flores did, but it's so, still there. The, the schemes and, and and the concepts are still there. Um, now on defense, yeah. Listen, yo, what are your key, keys? Because you're the defensive guy. My keys to the game on defense are going to be three things. Playing the mesh, and we'll, we'll break these down in a second. Playing the mesh, stopping the run, and defending speed. Okay, so what you're going to see out of Miami a lot. Okay, they, they have that Shanahan offense. Okay, that's what McDaniel's comes from. They're their uh, you know head coach, and 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 it's predicated on that zone zone running zone blocking scheme. Okay, and, and you're talking about a lot of um, intermediate routes, crossers, play action. Where you get hitting those crossers, um, that's that offense. That's what you, you you're going to see. And so, and it's RPO, it's run pass option, it's read option, where the quarterback's going to take the ball, read what the end is doing, he either keep it himself or he's going to give it off, or hand it off, or he's going to drop and um, try to get the defense fooled. So when I say playing the mesh, what I mean by that is that point where the quarterback has the ball and he's either going to hand it to the running back or he keeps it himself, that's the mesh point. How are our defensive ends going to play against that? Judon, 
Uche, Weiss, Jennings. Are these guys on the edge going to be able to diagnose that, play the mesh properly, and set that edge? That, to me, is a huge, huge part of this game right now, uh, you know, and be able to get off those blocks to come upfield or, you know, to get some pressure on Tua, you know? So, Mark, I don't know. You know, that's that's one of the things that that bothers me a lot about setting the edge, and I don't know what you think about this, but to me, that's a huge key in this game, though. It is, and, and that's been <laughs> – What's been our biggest weakness the last three or four years? Setting the edge. We can't set it, right? Especially against Miami. If you remember last year against Miami, a couple of times in that game down there, Tua did exactly what you said. He had big gains. It was through that RPO. Or, or, and and granted, Wichita wasn't the the coach. The coach they have now, it was Flores, but he still ran it because that's his, his strength. Right. So, can they keep him in the pocket and keep him from getting yardage? I, I, I don't know. And you mentioned the short crossing routes, Chris. Well, I mean, and that's, 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 that's a, a two of strength. Key. That's a two of strength, right? It is. It is because he's he's keeping the ball. It's RPO. It's a run pass option. He can drop and then hit those crossers. He can play action pass. So depending on how they're running the ball, which is my second key, stopping the run. But the bigger question is stopping it with who? Can they stop it with their front? Are they going to need help? Are they going to need safeties coming down in the box? Are they going to need the linebackers to – well, they're going to need linebackers to fit and fill those gaps, obviously, but and make those linemen right, and safeties are going to have to make the linebackers right and, you know, pick up for where they're deficient. But are you going to be able to stop the run with Godchow, Barmore, you know, Guy? Are they going to be able to do this? They're going to have to, Chris, because I'm going to tell you something. You mentioned crossing routes, right? And if you're going to have to bring guys up and, and they stop play action passing you. It's over. It's over. I mean, I don't know if people remember who Miami has now. Yeah. They have Tariq Hill and they got Waddle. So they got guys that are going to go across the field, but they got guys, if they can establish the run against you and you can't stop it, they're going to play action. You Hill's going to be gone and you're dead. I mean, if you're going to count on McCordy covering the center of the field against Tyreek Hill, you got a problem on your hands. So, so that's what you're saying, Chris, about stopping that run is going to be key because if they establish it, that's going to open up that speed. And you mentioned speed in, in your keys to victory. That's going to open up that speed that Miami has. Yeah. And don't forget, it's its own style run for them. So they're yeah. blocking to an area. You better be disciplined. Yeah. You better be disciplined and not overplay. And Jesus, so, isn't that something we haven't been the last couple of years? Yeah, this discipline. I mean, it, you can't you go crazy with the tackling. You want to bust things. It's 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 hard to believe sometimes this is still a Belichick team with how undisciplined they are. And penalties, all that'll factor in too. But the mock mentions the speed and look. Jalen Waddle, uh Tyreek Hill. Gasecki too. I mean, they're going to need good safety play to cover that guy up, and we've always had that issue. But you're going to be looking at the Duggar. But Duggar's going to play back some with McCordy. So you'll have Phillips. You'll have Peppers. Those are the guys going to have to deal with that tight end. But the speed, like Mark mentions. Look, these guys running these crossers, and and it's predicated on play action. Let's look. Look, Tyreek Hill. Let's not forget. One of the and I'm interested to see what he's going to be like without Patrick without Mahomes, because a lot of his success was Mahomes moving around, buying some time, allowing that crossing route to develop, and then getting the ball down to him. Um, not yeah, not too long would, because, because he's got Mahomes, so much speed. But because Mahomes could create that t- 
time for him to get free. He would just eventually, he's going to run away from somebody. And Mahomes could give him that time to do that. I don't know if Tua can do that for him. We'll and I don't know if Tua's got the arm to get him the ball either. But this is the thing. How you defend it? How, you, how do you defend speed? Look, Jonathan Jones, the matchup with Jonathan Jones and Tyreek Hill, believe it or not, in the last four matchups with them with that he has played against Hill, Hill, look, he's only had 14, tar uh, 14 targets, nine receptions, 93 yards, and no touchdowns. That's pretty damn good against Tyreek Hill. That's real and good. nobody realizes that. And yeah. believe it or not, the Patriots played a lot of man coverage against him. But there are different ways. You know, it's just about, see, what a lot of teams will do against speed like this is they'll play like a too high shell, they call it. And basically what that means is you play two safeties up on each hash, you play underneath coverage, and you help with the safeties. So you can even play man coverage underneath, allowing those two safeties to, to, to help out. The problem with doing that is when San Fran, which is McDaniels, where he comes from, this coach, when teams did that against San Francisco in the playoffs, they ran for like 280 yards and like four touchdowns, you know, and scored 37 points because the safeties were out of the play. So you need to try to figure some way out in order to not have to be in two shell. And there's ways to do it. I mean, there are things talking about, like, they call it a cover three buzz. This is where, like, you show two guys, two safeties in the middle, and at the last minute, you shift to a cover three, three defensive backs. Safety comes down in the box and creates that that extra guy to, to cut off some of those crossing routes. So there's ways to do it like that. There's other ways to do it like you call it a one cross where you basically it's like what they call cover one, where you got one deep, deep, deep safety playing center field, like 20 yards down the field, and everybody else is playing man underneath it. You know, or the safety comes up and you pass it off. So you're dealing. So you got a corner basically taking Tyreek Hill across the field, Mark, right? And then the safety picks it up and continues the rest of the way. Things to get in their way to buy your defensive line time to get home and sack the quarterback. So there's a lot of different ways to do this, but what they rely heavy on, you know, these types of offenses with these types of guys is leverage, is breaking your leverage down. Meaning this, you're a corner, right, Mark? You're lined up against Tyreek Hill. Yep. You're trying to take away that inside. When they say inside leverage, you don't want that route to come inside you because they'll run away from you. <laughs> you can't. There's very few guys in this league that can run with him. Yeah. So if you don't protect that interior on the snap of the ball, that inside leverage, so to speak, he's going to run away from you. And they love to attack that with the RPO and get guys leaning the wrong way. And then, boom, they hit that thing. So there's a lot of stuff to deal with tomorrow with their speed on the field. I don't know how Belichick's going to do it. Steve Belichick, Mayo, they seem to have the reins over there. I don't know how yeah. they're going to do it, Mark. You? Well, I, I'm interested to see, based on what you just described, if they utilize the rookie from Houston, Marcus Jones at all, because he does have a lot of speed to go cut to, to run across the field and to some of the things that you describe, he's athletic enough to do those types of things. So yes, Jonathan Jones has done a good job with him historically, but I, I think part of the reason why they drafted this kid from Houston 
is for teams like this, Chris. Teams like Buffalo, who have that speed and have those guys that can run across the field and do different things, and they, they come up with different schemes to get them free, where I think they're hoping a guy like Marcus Jones can stay true to some of the concepts that you just described, and he has enough speed and athleticism to stay with them until maybe somebody else can pick him up. But you know what I'm saying? So, so I'm interested to see how much play Marcus Jones actually gets tomorrow, if any, because supposedly that's why they drafted him, right? So, so we'll see. Well, listen, we'll see what happens, and uh, let. We got to know what we think is actually going to happen. Are they going to win this game or not? No better time to get to our predictions than right now. And so we had our predictions a few, what, a month about, Joe, what was that, a couple of months ago or something? Um, yeah. A few ago? Yeah. yeah. I think like the two that. of us were calling for maybe 10 wins, nine. I don't 10, know. It was nine. Wins. It was between nine and 10. I don't know <laughs> if we came up with 11. He's already coming down. He's already coming no, down. No, 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 no. Joe, go check the, check the tape. I didn't say 11 wins. All right. So let's go. Let's go through this because, you know, as time permits, we want to go through these. Um, I already have what I think, and I'm sure you do, too. So let's start with this game. They win or lose this game. I don't need scores. Just a win and loss. I'm going to give him a win. Really? I'm going to okay. give him a win because, listen, I am not. And I'm writing this stuff down. Write it down. I am not a, a fan of Tua. I, I just am not a fan of that kid. I don't. I, I know he's got Hill and Waddle. But but I just don't think he's a good quarterback. I, I, I think I think New England finds a way tomorrow to win. My yeah. opinion. I have a loss because it's a house of horrors. They can't win in Miami. It is not going till tomorrow either. Okay, so now okay. next week at Pittsburgh, they go Pitts, to the Steelers. Pittsburgh. That's quite, at, easy. Pitts, Pittsburgh. No, see, I got I have them winning that game. No, I have them winning that game because you know I don't believe in Trubisky. So for the same reason you don't believe in Tua, I don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. I, I don't believe. think Trubisky will be starting week two. I think the kid, the rookie from Pitt, will be in by then. So you think he's going to have a horrible showing this week? Yeah, with I think the kid the from game? I think the kid from Pitt is right on his behind, yeah. and and it was a coin flip. They went with Trubisky, but I think I think the kid from Pitt is in there. Well, gives him a jolt of life, and I like this kid from Pitt a lot. Well, I, that's good because if they put him in, then I don't like a rookie against Belichick anyway. Okay, so, well, Belichick. Oh, I, come on. You and well, Belichick. You and Belichick. You and Belichick. All of a sudden, yeah. All of a sudden. So Tom Brady must have been coaching Pittsburgh. this team too, I guess, for 20 years, right? So Well, it, okay. certainly, it certainly looks like it, doesn't it? Number 12. <laughs> certainly looks like it, doesn't it? So then they have their home opener against Baltimore the weekend. Loss. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I think so, too. You have it as a loss. I have it as a loss. I don't think they're going to be able to contain So, So right Jackson. now we both have Jackson's them. Jackson's playing for a contract, too. So right now we both have them at one and two for different games, but right. both one and two. One and okay. two. So okay. then they go to Green Bay. I mean, loss. 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 Yeah. Do we need to even? Joe, I want your your numbers, too. I really do. You know, I just don't know if we have time. Do we? For Joe's? Nah, but, we'll get into it next. Uh, next. Yeah. Okay. All right. This way here, he can hear us, and then, you know. Well, we got yeah. to see whether or not you guys are actually right on the first week. Okay. Because we're going to have so to now, next week. So their second game at home against Detroit. Man, win. That's got to be a win. Win. Win, win, win. Okay. Uh, at Cleveland. Win. Yeah, I do, too. Without, without. Um, because the, Watson. Watson's not eligible yet, so I'm going to say win. Oh. Okay, so at home against Chicago. Win. Yeah, I have that as a win, too. We got quite a few wins strung together here coming up. So now we go at Jets. Win. Yeah, same. Jets will be better. They Jets drafted, are going, Jets, the Jets Jets drafted, drafted really, really well. Real well. Real they drafted well. well, but can they put it together? 
Can Salah and, put it together over there? I know it might take a year, but I think the Jets are on their way back because I do think they had a good draft. Do you know what it is? The Jets just have a stench coming from that entire organization. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like this is no, why I I think Cleveland's going to suck too always. But anyway, um, so now they play home against Indianapolis. You'll be at that game. Loss. Yeah, I think so too. Choosing to go to the game, they're going to lose then. Okay. <laughs> so it's <laughs> mock right now. So home against the Jets, they get right then. Win. Well, because now they have their bye week. Yeah. So win. going going into the bye week, Mark win. has them one, two, three, four, five, and five and four. You got them. Yep. Same thing. I got them five and four as well. All right. So now coming out of the break, home against the Jets, win. If win. you think they're winning again on the road against them, they should win at home against them. Yeah. At Minnesota on um Thanksgiving. Loss. Same. I thought we were going to disagree a lot more, Mark. No, we, we will. Are. We're coming up. We're going now, to listen, I had that game as a question mark because I think that's a game they can win. It just depends on what they look like in November. You know, I think I had that as a win when we did this earlier in the summer. But now as I think about it, you know it's, Thanksgiving it it's Thanksgiving night. It's Thanksgiving night. I'm going to say no, loss. don't change it. Don't you? Yeah, you're lost. I don't I want said to loss. No, 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 no. I said loss. I'm, I'm saying, changing mine from a loss to a win. I'm saying I changed play. I changed it from my original prediction when we did this in the summer. Yeah. Well, I I, yeah, I got it as a, a, a win now because right, I don't want to agree with you for everything. All right. So December 1st, <laughs> December 1st on Prime Video on Thursday night, they host the Buffalo Bills. Lost. Mark. Loss. Give me a little, little. Give the people out there a Loss. little preview of what they're gonna see. They're gonna get. They are gonna get annihilated. Absolutely annihilated against the Rams. Obviously, you watch that game. Listen, the listen Buffalo. You had talked about this during the the, the the game. You were texting me. Buffalo was sloppy and scored thirty they points. Turned the ball over four times. They scored 30 points against that defense, and they were sloppy. Imagine when they clean it up what they're going to – how many points that team's going to score. You're going to get killed. You're going to get absolutely destroyed by Buffalo. And completely shut down Darnold. And by the way, on the other side of the ball, Von Miller I didn't looked think like Von Miller would make a difference, but holy crap. Von Miller looked like he was 25 years old, didn't he? They had the least amount of sacks in the league last year. They're probably going to have them. He's already got two. Chris, they had seven sacks and 15 quarterback hits. That's Unreal. that's ridiculous. They say Stafford look crap. I you, anyone Brady's going to look like. Shit. Hey, if, if you hit, if you sack Brady seven times and hit him fifteen, he's going to look like crap too. Yeah, absolutely. At Arizona, now we go with this stretch of of you know night games. So you had yep. with Buffalo. Now you got yep. the night uh, Minnesota. Now Buffalo, Arizona. Lost at Arizona. I have Lost. that as a win. Lost because DeAndre Hopkins will be back by then. I think. Hmm. Well, I think I have a lot. Hopkins, of, I have a lot of Hopkins makes that, that Hopkins. Okay, but Hopkins makes that team go. If he, I, I, what week is that? Week what? Uh, late in the year. That that that's on uh, December twelfth. So that's yeah. yeah. Hopkins will be back. I'm I'm gonna go with with Arizona. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with like I said. I got a lot of intel on the insides yeah. of working right. in that Arizona okay. team. And nobody believes in Murray over there. Nobody. Okay. And neither do I. Listen, so that is wait a minute. At wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we go any further, Joe, last year, I told him that Murray was a stiff. He's talking about last year. Joe, now. You see what I mean? Joe, this is what happens. Joe, now he's got intel, Joe. He was telling me last year in the middle of the season, oh, they're the best team in the NFC. They're going to win the NFC. At now the time, got, they were. Now he's got intel. He doesn't believe in Murray. Oh my God! Hey, you know these teams change. Listen, I said it first. Listen, I said it first. 
He's not an NFL quarterback. Thank you very much. Yeah, but you have us still losing. Because I think we stink. So I'm he's not an NFL stink. quarterback. So why does Hopkins scare you? What? If because this guy's I, not an NFL quarterback. Because I think because I because I think we stink. That's why. I think we stink. We're hallucinating. We're dreaming. If you think this team's gonna go on a stretch, you're dreaming. You're dreaming. No, I don't. Because in Vegas, that's where lost. the ends. Lost. <laughs> I have it as a loss too. It's gonna lost. be the, it's gonna be McDaniel versus Belichick, and they lost. just have too many weapons over there. Uh home against Cincinnati. I'm gonna take New England at home. See now, see, this is this is where this is what I'm talking about with him. Okay. The inconsistency of Marketone no. in all of this. No, okay. because I think you just you got beat up. Love Cincinnati. You want to go I to love Joe game? Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. I still do. But you've been beat up on the road I for three wanna, straight games. I don't want to see Cincinnati. He said. Listen, you've been beat up. Well, they went to the Super Bowl, didn't they? You've been beat up on the road for three straight games. I think they're going to come home and they're going to pull an upset. I do. They lose, they lose that game. And they look okay. to me, they lose the next game against Miami at home. You? Because by then, I think nobody's bought, bought it anymore. I think everybody's packed it in. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna give him yeah. a win against Miami at home. Okay, and then last game of the season at Buffalo. I Lost. Mean, we really need to. Uh... That's a question. Now loss. wait, wait. Now you have to understand too. If if crushing Buffalo's loss, guys, Cru Buffalo will be playing guys. They'll be playing for the number one seed. Crushing loss. Yeah, crushing. I think they may have it already wrapped up at that point. So this the season predictions, and we are way over on this. But the season predictions are. Let's see, Mark. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Mark's got him at eight wins. Okay, and what's that? Right. Nine losses. Eight, eight and nine. nine. Eight and nine, and I changed one. So mine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, same thing. Eight and nine, but for different reasons and different games. Ah, oh, God. Joe, I hate agreeing with him. I really do. Joe, he agreed. <laughs> I hate agreeing hey. with him. You know, I hate listen, it. So that, those but are here's my, But listen, but here's my thing. So, right. But Chris, here's the thing. So they're eight and nine. Hmm. If somehow... They find a way to squeeze out two more wins. You're at 10. Does 10 get you in the playoffs is the question. We're saying eight. There's a couple of iffy games there. If you could squeeze out two more, does 10 get you in? That's the question. I think, uh, honestly, I think it does get you in only because the West is so strong, but they beat, they're going to beat the crap out of it. They're going to beat the hell out of each other this year. So with this. that so said, they get you in, you know? So with that said, they got a shot. Maybe. To, to sneak in as a wild card, then, like they did last year, if they get to ten, if, if if this record goes any way, it'll go the other way. The other way, okay. It'll All right. Go the other way. All right. Because you know, wins wins at min. I got them at win at Minnesota. Very easily could be a loss. Like right. you say, Arizona could be a loss. You know. Yeah. I mean, no, these, right. some of these teams can yeah. show up against them. So at you're Pittsburgh, right. I got them as a win. Could be a loss. Yeah, so right. we'll see what happens. Those are our season predictions, and those are our breakdown. That's our breakdown of the Miami game tomorrow. And make sure you're tuning in tomorrow to the Pats Nation postgame show, the only Patriots postgame show worth watching 30 minutes following that Patriots-Miami game. And listen, if you don't agree with Mark on this, let's see if you agree with him after Catone's comments. That's next. Not yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
Tune in to Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast. What's your special sauce? Hey, Pork, it's Toad Man, if you're, if you're an NBA fan and, and you actually follow the NBA and you watch the NBA, man, how can you justify what the owners allow these players to get away with, honestly. So they allow these players, the season starts, practice starts in what, five weeks, six weeks maybe? I don't know, first, second week of October, I believe practice does start. So you're allowing these guys to go across to, I don't know, they're in Europe, to play in some kind of a, a, a tournament I've never heard of, a world something or other. I don't care what the hell it was. It wasn't the Olympics. You're paying these guys millions of dollars and you're letting them go play in some f- half-fast jackass tournament. You got the kid Gallinari from the Celtics, blew his ACL. He's done for the season. He was supposed to be a key contributor to your team. Oh, wait, wait, he's the final missing piece to go to the championship and actually win it. Well, he's gone because he played in some half-fast tournament that the owners didn't have the balls to say, you're not playing in that tournament. The season starts in six to eight weeks. Get your ass ready for the season. You're not going to play in some half-fast tournament. The kid for Oklahoma City, the rookie, number one draft pick, Chet Holmgren, he busts his foot, needs surgery. He's out for the season. So you you had the number one pick in the draft. Your franchise is supposedly going to be built around this kid, and you allowed him to go play in some ridiculous tournament? And, and, and now he's out for the season? Listen, I'm so sick of these owners allowing these guys to run the league and to run them. It's not happening in football. It's not happening in baseball. It doesn't even happen in hockey, which is a make-believe league. It doesn't even happen in hockey. But in goddamn basketball, these players, well, I'm not going to play. I want to be traded. I'm going to hold out. Trade me. I don't, li- I don't like the coach you hired. Are you kidding me? You don't like the coach I hired? I'm the owner of the team. You're a player. Play. Too bad. It's, it's, it's out of control what this league has become in the NBA. And I don't care who, who wants to defend these players. I'd love for one of the players to call up. And tell me, what, what what gives you the authority to run this league? You tell me. I'm disgusted. And now the Celtics, let me tell you something. They're in trouble now because he was going to be a key component of what they were building. They brought him in for a specific reason. Now that's a hole that you can't fill. I don't know about you, but I am so fed up with these NBA players. Disgusted. Yeah, listen, Mark. I don't have. I don't really have anything to add to that. There's nothing. Look, look at his face. I'm not. I'm not going to bust his beans today. No way, Joe. Look at him. <laughs> Why? You don't. You're not pissed off about now. For what those of you on iHeart listening, if you saw Mark's face right now, I can't wait for the Pats Nation tomorrow. Oh my God. You know. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You're a, as a Celtics yes. fan. You're not pissed oh, off. Yeah, no, I'm pissed off. I, you you heard from me the night it happened, where where they report those those Mickey Mouse doctors over there reported that it was not it was an mcl it's fine yeah okay we knew better that that thing he was done with that yeah they were relying on him for scoring off the bench right yeah. 
Yeah. Now they're now they're in trouble. Yeah, I don't know who the hell these guys think they are. Anymore. And they need the height. He was six ten. They, yep. they have no height off the bench either. You trade. Yeah. You got rid of a couple of theists and those guys because you were trying to make a salary cap room to bring Gallinari in. I'm all for players having a say in their life and their, and getting their money. I and get it, but now it's out of control. And nah, you, know, you get Durant doing what he's doing over there. I want this one fighting. Good for the Nets. Good for yeah. the Nets. I'm glad the Nets. To standing up to him and saying, we're not firing our guys. But yeah. I agree with you. Who the hell is I, going all across seas to play anything? When I'm well, Let them pay you the millions and millions of dollars you want then. Go ahead. Let them pay you that coming out of college as a rookie and breaking yeah. your foot. Yeah. Good yeah. luck with that. Mark, good stuff. Catone's comments. Who are we presented by? Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. Hey, listen, when Joe's ready, we're coming back, and we're coming back to hear from one of you. Are we sure he, Joe's ready? I don't know if he's ready, but we're going to hear from you in Heated Hotline, and that's next. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years' experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And as promised, we want to hear from one of you out in the nation in heated hotline. Joe, let's have it. I missed the name and where he's from, Joe. I think he said Rico, but, uh, you know, it seems our, our, our target audience left the smoke cigarettes. These <laughs> guys are smoking he's Paul Moles. He's, he's had a few smokes of something, and he's yeah. definitely had some scotch or bourbon. He's had something, Chris. He's got lucky. Know. He's smoking lucky strikes with lucky no filters. strikes. I don't so, know. But listen, Mark, but I, you know what? I yeah. love the caller. You know why? He called you out. I love it. In my defense, I love it. Okay, and listen, caller. Okay, now now we're gonna fight. Okay, oh. I'm gonna fight with you, Rico. I'm gonna fight with you because, and I want you calling in and heated hotline again, and I want to hear from you in our live chat tomorrow on YouTube when we do the Pats Nation. Look, Belichick is still the best that ever did it. I get it. I get what we're pissed off about. Mock's gonna talk about that in a second, I think, with Patricia and Judge. But if Belichick has an influence on offense this year, I'll be okay with that. Wherever Belichick is focused on on this team will be better. Period. He, you know, you don't say he's a bum. Talk about anything to do with Brady and all that nonsense. Like we beat that to death. 
okay, as to why he screwed up there and all of that. But as far as him, his coaching ability, nah. I'm not anyone who's out there that's questioning Belichick's coaching ability doesn't understand this game, A, and B, okay, is is has a real short memory. You don't win for 20 years because of one dude, because of one stud. You'd win a lot. You win a lot because of him, okay? And he covers a lot, number 12. But there's an architect of all this, and that's Belichick. So I don't know what's been going on with him lately. I don't know if he's half checked out anymore. I don't know any of that because I question, I seriously question what he's doing with his assistants. And, and and Mark, you can get into that. So I mean, you want to criticize him for that kind of stuff, management of the of the of the assistant. Well, he mentions the draft and yeah, I, and the draft. Yeah. And I was just about to say, the call him mentioned the draft, player personnel, drafting. It's been atrocious for the last four years. I'll give you that. But as far as his coaching ability, no, Mark. All right, so. I, I'm just gonna pull something up because I, I want I was gonna bring it up when we talked about um our preview and, of the and, season. Wait, talk about talk about too when you bring up the, I know you're gonna bring these two guys up, but talk about the influence they're gonna have tomorrow, what that's gonna look like. I will. I'll get to that in a minute, but I do wanna I do wanna read something I pulled up because I, I was gonna talk about it during the season preview, but then I didn't and and so but this is perfect to bring it up now. So Bill Parcells just Won two Super Bowls with the Giants. One with Hostetler, right, at quarterback. He took the Patriots to Super Bowl with Bledsoe. He took the Jets to an AFC championship two years after they were 1-15 with Rich Kotite. Okay, just bear with me. Bear with me. Bill Belichick, without Tom Brady as his quarterback, has won one playoff game in nine years. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to bring anything up. You can soak that in. Think about it. One playoff game in nine years. One playoff but, game in nine years. In nine years, nine years without, nine without, years. without, 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 in his coaching career, without Tom Brady being his quarterback, he has won one playoff game in nine years without Tom Brady being his quarterback. That's a combination of Cleveland, New England, everywhere he's been. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. He's only been that. Ahead. Let's say, let's say guys. Think about it. Call he's only it. been a head coach. Think about it. With, he's only been a head coach without Brady for this is the Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. Where's he coaching? And he was a coach in Cleveland. Yeah, for not, just, not, not for five. Add five. it together. Add it together. Just think about it, gentlemen. Now, getting into the coaching, that's going to be a problem because here's going to be the problem. I think Belichick is going to have to get more involved than he probably wants to because I don't know if these guys are going to be able to make adjustments on the fly. That's where it's going to come become an issue. I think Matt Patricia absolutely can game plan. I think Matt Patricia can read, can, can obviously analyze film and come up with a game plan. He did that. He was a defensive coach and he was a good defensive coach. I thought I didn't necessarily agree with the concepts that he ran all the time, but Let's face it, they were always a top 10 defense. And they didn't have the greatest talent every year, but they were always a top 10 defense, okay? My issue is going to be with these guys is when what you're doing is not working, can you adjust on the fly? Joe Judge is a cartoon character. He, I put him... I put him in the same category as as the cartoon character and the imbecile that was in Tampa, okay? That's where I put Joe Judge. Joe Judge is a buffoon. I don't want to hear about Joe Judge. Okay, let him go coach special teams, and, 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 and I don't want to hear from him. He was a good special teams coach. Go coach special teams. You're done. You can't do anything else, right? But Patricia, 
I believe, can game plan and come up with a scheme on offense. But I don't know if he has enough experience to actually come up with, shit, this isn't working. Now what? Belichick is going to be the one who I think is going to have to get on the sidelines and maybe sit with Mac Jones at certain points in the season. You remember, you'd see Josh McDaniels with the, the, the Surface Pro, and they'd be looking at something, and he'd be pointing at something. And I don't know who's doing that. I'm assuming it's going to have to be Patricia, but I just don't trust his experience on that side of the ball to make those types of adjustments, which I believe is going to transfer itself, Chris, into some real long games where we're going to get really frustrated because offensively they're going to be sputtering their wheels, and, and, and I don't know if they're going to be able to fix it in the middle of a game and, and I think that which is going to result in losses. Well, and, and, and the other issue with it too is, you know, what else suffers, you know, because if he's also coaching, if he's spread thin, I get it. He's a rocket scientist. We, but Mark and I both agree. He's not, uh, Patricia's not a good manager of people. I get it. Like as a, as a head guy, but if he's also coaching the offensive line, who's talking to them? Yeah. The assistant, O-line coach, but is that a good enough while he's trying to get Mac Jones right, try to get his call sheet ready for the next series, things like that? Because if you take Belichick and you stick his head deep into play calling, now you're going to lose something with game management. And there's no better game manager, right, coach than Belichick in history. So you're going to lose something here and there. You know, I, I, I will say, you know, and by the way, uh, what, nine Super Bowls? All the AFC champion, all the AFC East titles, like seventeen. All the all the AFC championship games. You say, "Oh, it was all with Tom Brady." Where's the guy? Where's the guy that told me that the first half of this whole dynasty was Belichick and the second half was Brady? I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yo, one two, one two, okay. twelve. One two, twelve. So, one two, twelve. And twelve's gonna win but, number eight this year but before he officially oh, shut up. You know what? Shut up with that. It's too early to talk like that. I don't want to hear it That's anymore. That's my season prediction, so, I don't even want. I don't even want a Barry you know? Brady versus Belichick segment on the Pats Nation. Nix that thing now. I don't want to hear about it Joe, anymore. that's my season prediction. Tampa Bay, no prediction. number eight for Brady. Yeah, my prediction fine. early. Early. But you're right in what's being taken, what gets taken away, yeah. you know, with Patricia, Joe Judge, like you say, he's, he's a cartoon character. I will say this. I will take exception with Belichick this week with what he said. And he said, you know, for years we've done it this way. For yep. years we've had guys, and he started naming guys like O'Brien, McDaniel, Weiss, that had yep. never called plays but and never been offensive, you know, but then they came and they called plays. That's disingenuous. That's a little bit disingenuous because these were guys being groomed to be OCs. These were guys that had maybe not done it for the Patriots on an NFL level, but they had done it in other places. They had coached offense, you know. So to say that and skew this, you know, as if we do this all the time where we take guys that have never coached offense before or never coached defense and then put them into the head spot doing it. That's not something you've ever done, Bill. Okay, that's not something you ever done, and that's going to be a huge, huge. Chris, that's the problem. Yeah, Chris, listen, I said it when it happened. I honestly thought when they made the transition from Brady, which and, and it's not about Brady. I honestly said I thought it was also time, it, it, as great as we thought he was, it was also time to transition this organization to McDaniel's. Give him the keys. It's a new era. That era is over. We did what we had to do. The combination of the two of them. We did what we did with them. It'll never be repeated again in the history of the sport. 
turn the keys over, do it, start it fresh. And that yeah. didn't, happen. didn't happen. And now I think we're, we're seeing, okay, now how long do we wait to see what happens here? You know, it's going to be interesting. So, yeah, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. Hopefully we're all wrong. But, uh, hey, he did, thank you, Rico, for the uh, for the call out there. I know I yelled at you, and I'm going to continue to yell at you. So make sure you keep calling in. It's fun. So Heated Hotline was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Specialsaucepodcast.com. And, hey, look, it's still baseball season, right? I believe so. It's baseball season. It's, it's, it's like the last two minutes of a basketball game because now baseball season's real. <laughs> right. So the Yankees yeah, yeah, but the only thing is, Joe, you gotta get 150 games to get real. I know. Right. So the Yankees are still playing, the Red Sox are still playing. So we're gonna still play Yankees versus Red Sox right now. So all of you out there are completely disgusted with the Red Sox. I know, you know, and they, and then they went and fell the other way and they continuing to go that way. They're bringing up some prospects, getting some good looks at people. That's what they should be doing. Mark and I both agree that Heim Bloom, this is to do, this may be a do or die off season for him. Okay. So what happens, but Mark, the New York Yankees, what the hell happened and what's going to happen? Well, Combination of a few things. He's wiping his forehead right Combination now. of a few things. You put the X first on of them, all, that's what? I, we did put the X on, but no. First of all, you've had some injuries, right? Everybody has injuries. They've had some injuries, right? They've had to manage, and the key word there is manage those injuries in the roster. Bullpen, starting he pitching. Loves to say the manage. Hit, I knew yep. that was coming. You know it was coming, right? <laughs> Hitting. Um, lineup changes, lineup switches, um, and, and they've struggled at it, right? The only guy con- consistently doing what he's doing is Aaron Judge, who's MVP of the league without question, should be unanimous MVP of the league, right? And a boy, they're going to have to pay him. Um, boy, did they screw I, up. I think that they've waited too long to bring up a couple of younger guys to give him a shot. I think Hicks... Hicks, I don't know. Two more errors yesterday. Misplayed fly balls. I don't know what he, why he keeps putting him on the field. He shouldn't see the field anymore for the rest of the year. And then he's finished as a Yankee. But Boone keeps putting him on the field. I, I don't understand that. They should have brought up the kid Florio or somebody else four weeks ago and gave him the shot and see what happens. Just give him repetitive at bats, at bats, at bats. Instead, you keep trying to work Hicks in. Listen, Hicks is done. He's finished as a Yankee. Can they get themselves right for the playoffs? Supposedly, Matt Carpenter will be back. What can he give you? I don't know. That Stanton, was a huge loss. That was a huge loss. Uh, Stanton has been on and off the the, the, the IR. He's, he's been hasn't played the last few games. Can he get healthy for the playoffs? Can Rizzo get healthy for the playoffs? He's had the back injury. They gave him an epidural. I don't know. You know, he's on the, the IR. Supposedly, he'll be back. So these guys are going to be back for the playoffs, allegedly. What can they give you, and can they give you enough to beat a team like Houston? Because, damn it, it looks like it's going to be Houston again. The only salvation with Houston, Verlander did go on the IR. Cross your fingers, Verlander is not Verlander for the playoffs. Because if he is, you're going to have to deal with that that team again. 
And 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 I just don't like the way we're trending. What what's what are we up four games? We may not even win the division. Mark, we didn't think that they would beat Houston when they were tearing up the league. Because they because when they got in those series, when they got in the series with Houston, they looked the way they do now. Yeah. So something if we didn't Houston. think that then, we certainly don't think it now. Yeah. And now I, I question whether or not they can really play with any of these teams at this point because they like you say they're relying on the the, the short games gone they're relying on the long ball and the only they, long ball they're getting is from judge it's from judge and all these guys are dinged up not healthy and so on uh, look and and mock to me what i what i've been texting you calling you about and making me nuts is the defense is so bad they're atrocious in so many areas torres i mean it's I mean, so, talk about the defense, Mark. I, so I don't Torres, understand it. So Torres, Chris, is a guy that and, – and, and this goes back to Brian Cashman because Cashman has misjudged some of the, the young talent they had on this team. A few years ago, he could have gotten a boatload for Gleyber Torres, and teams were interested in Gleyber Torres. He refused. He could have gotten a boatload for Gary Sanchez at the time, refused to move Gary Sanchez. He's got a kid sitting in the minor leagues, this kid, Anthony Volpe, who teams are calling for every day. You've got two other shortstops in the minor leagues. Trade them. Get what you can get for them. But so I, Torres, I'm going to put on on uh, Cashman. Torres just didn't develop into what he was supposed to. But you know what, Chris? That's a trend with Cashman. A lot of these young guys, other than Judge, just haven't developed into what he thought they were going to be. And that's yeah. a problem. As the GM, yeah. you got to figure that out. So Torres is terrible. Third base has been shoddy. Even the shortstop, who was solid, uh, has been has been shoddy and, and, and has made some errors. I mean, the off the outfield is, is center field is a problem because every time you put Hicks out there, it's an issue. Um, so yeah, Chris, defensively, they they got to tighten it up because listen, my last fact before we move on, Yankees. The last, since August 1st, Chris, bottom half, mid-20s, average, slugging percentage, run scored. They're 25 or below. Three The, the three biggest offensive categories in baseball, yeah. 25 or below for the entire league. That's why they're not winning. And the only reason why they're not worse is because of Aaron Judge. And Mark, the defense Aaron is Judge gonna... be dead last in every category if it wasn't the, for Judge. Dead last. The... The defense is going is not going to improve with the new rule changes. Talk about those. Well, Chris, you know what? Actually, I disagree with you because the rule changes, I believe, is going to be better for the defense because listen, you're getting into Can't bad habits anymore. No, but you're getting into bad habits with this shift, Chris. Think about it. You're a third baseman. The shortstop goes over the second is is playing over second base. Now they're putting you at the shortstop position. You're not a well, shortstop. Tell, tell everybody the rule changes. So the so rule they changes is they're going to do away with the shift. They're gonna add a pitching clock, so I I I, I forget what it is. Seconds, and, then and then twenty if they, seconds for the guy yeah. on base. So they're gonna add a pitching clock, and and there was a third rule change too, and and I forget what that is. The bases are bigger. The bases are bigger, but those are the two big ones: the pitching clock and the shift. So I think defense will get a little better, and 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 let me tell you why: the pitching the pitching clock, Chris, is gonna speed up the game. And it's going to keep guys, I think, more on their toes and more focused. You're not sitting there for 30 seconds waiting for a pitch to be thrown, pitches thrown, oh, another 30 seconds, another 30 seconds. I think it's going to speed it up. It's going to 
force your natural instincts as a baseball player to be ready like you used to be in Little League, down and ready, right? I, I think it's going to actually allow more focus from the fielders because the pace of play will be quicker. That's that's in my opinion. That's Second thing, that's, that's my opinion. As yeah. a baseball guy, you know I'm a baseball guy. Yeah, that's my, an interesting take. Right? My second piece is with the shift, Chris, you got guys that are out of position. So you got third basemen who are going to play shortstop because of this shift. You're not a shortstop. The bounce of the ball off the lip of the grass and in, in, in going to a shortstop is different than it is when you play third base. And you know that, Chris. You play baseball too, right? So there's a difference when you're playing third base or shortstop. How the ball comes off the bat, the, the velocity of the ball playing third base and if you're playing deep shortstop, okay? Well, now you've got a third baseman shifting over the shortstop. It's totally different. You're playing behind a bag. You've got a guy playing in the outfield who's now trying to feel the ball. When they go back to the natural positions, it's going to be what they always did their entire lives as baseball players. And I think it's going to provide, actually, you're going to see better defense as a result of it. That's my opinion. I may be in the minority, but that's what I think. No, I like it too. And, and by, real quick about the pitch count, all I can say is this. Picture this, okay? Bases loaded, three and two count. Pitcher's now got a 20, 20 seconds to throw. He walks, he throws the ball, walks the winning run in. Now how they're gonna feel about <laughs> how they're gonna feel about that pitch clock now. These yeah. these guys, these pitchers have to hate the pitch clock. They have to hate it. Because if they're, you know, because if they if they they go over it, it's a ball. Yeah. I'm interested to see how they're gonna uh you know let police that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. how they're going to police that. So good stuff. Yankees versus Red Sox was presented by Studio 42 Designs for all your graphic design needs. Studio 42 Designs.com. Guys, that's it. That's what we got today. And, and that puts us one step closer to football on Sunday. So thanks, gentlemen. And thank you for tuning in and joining us in the nation. And hey, listen, get on this week. All our shows are up. Make sure you get on there. Follow us, subscribe, thumbs up, all that stuff. And ha. Don't forget to come back tomorrow for the Pats Nation, the only Patriots post-game show worth watching. Mark and I have, and Joe will have all of our coverage of that Patriots-Dolphins game 30 minutes following the game. And come back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to preview the Pats trip to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. And we're going to look at the playoffs as baseball rolls into the play playoff season. We're going to be talking more about that. Anything you bring to us in Heated Hotline, we'll be ready to talk about. We are Corso and Catone. The Real Deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday.